You're listening to the Arturnia Archives. Enjoy. All right. And when you look across the car, you're definitely, you see Father Cross. He's reading to some kids as well as some young adults from the Bible, the good book. Um, You do not see the Pinkertons. They're not in the car. You do see Bixby, and he is at another one of the booths in this back car. And he is speaking to the woman and the children and they seem he's helping them gather their bags and whatnot uh at least at least one at this point in time um she is flustered or at least uh, like oh my goodness you know kind of like excited i would say that she's fanning herself um um i will go and help bixby uh carry stuff uh instead of interrupting the father for now okay. or at least i'll go I'll approach bixby and offer but then also try to sneak him a word uh, if I if I get the chance, uh, when so you depending... uh, you approach him and and you know the one of the young children um, uh, who is helping the the kids are are the two kids are picking up their bags. Um, there's a third kid there, and um, he is also assisting and gathering bags. Uh, you don't think you've seen this kid on the train before? You you've been in the car. You're just like that's a got to be like more kids showing up, um, and. Ollie looks to you, and he's got like a, a bit of a shock look on his face. He's like, "Sorry, Ollie doesn't look to you." Bixby looks Bixby. at me. Bixby there looks to you. Bixby looks to you and goes, "Ollie, you're up." Uh, I think so. Still not terribly sure, but figured maybe I'll use a hand with a bag or something, and I could uh, test my uh, sea legs or uh, wh- whatever it's called. He gives a nod. He's like, "You looked pretty bad yesterday. You look all black and blue now." Doc say it's okay for you to be up and moving around? Uh, no, but Doc wasn't here to tell me not to, so, uh, you know, figure I could at least go for a walk and look for him. Right, good, right, good. All right, well, uh, we're moving the Thompsons up to one of the front cars. Miss McDade has extended an opportunity to them to share rooms with her. We're making accommodations. Um, There was a bit of a scuffle yesterday, and a young lady is uh, staying with Miss McDade, and Miss uh, Thompson here is going to go join with them, so as, you know, all the women folk are going to be in one place. There's a gentleman on the front car, and this is as you guys are moving. He's walking and talking. He's like, there's a gentleman on the front car, a very sizable gentleman, uh, looks like a banker. That's what I think his profession is. He was being a bit rude and saying some stuff. Miss uh, Lorraine is her name. She was burning some of that, some, um, I don't remember what they call it. But anyway, she was burning something that smelled funny, and banker got all excited, and they busted in her room. He pauses and he looks to you and says, hey, there was stuff on the floor, Ollie. Strange stuff. Well, uh, uh, that ain't right. But, uh, I, I don't know. Padres and, and doctors and stuff can figure that out. Uh, large gentlemen or not, I don't particularly care too much for bankers. Uh, but especially not them what kick in ladies' doors and stuff. Uh, if you all need, I could try to have a word with him. Uh, but on the topic of having words... And here I'll kind of glance around for the kid. Uh, while I was out, I, I just, I got a weird feeling. Uh, I'm pretty sure them uh, them dog soldier boys might be coming back. I was just thinking when I was kind of half conscious and such, that there ain't no reason to come attacking a train unless there's a good reason to come attacking a train. Mm-hmm. And the old outlaw tell you train jobs are just dumb unless you know there's something on a train worth 
worth stopping it for. Mm. And uh, weird for them to just come poking at us a little like that. I, I think, you know, they might try to get us again before we leave their turf. And I, I reckon if I was inclined to such scoundrelish behavior, I'd like to be blocking a bridge or something. So we might want to get your... word of the engineer. Just keep an eye out. I mean, that's what I read in them uh, in them dime novels and, and such. I'm a, I'm a bit of a reader. He's like, more so than me. I'll make word to the engineer to keep an eye out. We're moving at a steady pace, so if the ro- the tr- um, somebody tries to block the bridge, we'll at least be able to see the distance. I've made this ride at least twice before. Uh, I wonder, though, you, you know if anybody might have, a, have a, a spare Winchester I could use if them boys do come back? Uh, my guy a bit damaged in the scuffle the other night. <laughs> I saw it was the prize to be mentioned and poked at the other night as we saw you be dragged back inside. I don't know how you survived. Oh, they found Just your lucky. firing pin. Just lucky, I guess. Uh, good, yeah, I'll keep whatever parts I can from it, but... It was, in the, it was in the priest's leg. They found it oh. the next morning. I'll have to go uh, make sure I tell the Padre Sar about that then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just figure if uh, maybe y'all got any more boys working on his train, and I know some of them had them accidents the other night, but if anybody happened to have a, a good rifle I could borrow, just in case them fellas come back, I, I think y'all might have noticed I'm pretty handy with the iron. You are. We go back to the caboose and see if we can find something. Um, and about All this right. time, you two are walking into the first room. Have They have been reorganized. You have the sixth and fifth room. Um, and so you're coming into the room with Miss McDade and apparently Miss Lorraine. Um, uh, Miss Lorraine and Miss McDade are sitting down at this point in time. Um, of course, you know Miss McDade. Miss Lorraine is a small, petite, blonde-haired uh, white woman um, definitely smaller than Miss Day, Miss McDade, and probably just as pretty. Both of them are, um, she's dressed in, I guess, I want to say it's almost Southern Belle style dress, you know, uh, puffy skirt with okay. symbolism on it and whatnot, because she comes from New Orleans. So I'm imagining she's at least wearing something nice for travel. Um, and, and probably like her fanciest thing for a lot yes. of these people to yeah. imagine. Ollie dressed up. You know, he's got all his good stuff. Um, so, and as you're having a uh, sit down at this point in time, Lorraine has made you tea. And man, this tea has got like cinnamon or something in it. And it's like got a kick. It's good. And uh, this Miss Thompson's come in. Uh, Bixby's come in. And so has... Um, Ollie, he's up and moving around. He has a bit of a bandage on his head. He's not wearing his cowboy hat, and his eye is, <laughs> it's got color around it because he got binged. Oh, Mr. Ollie, you're you're up and about again. That's a rumor. I'm still not entirely sure I believe it, but uh, miss, miss. The uh, other woman uh, says, uh, um, man, I, I knew French at one point in him. Mon ami. She responds in a sweet voice, and she says, Mon ami, back to you. Uh, most of the French I picked up, I probably shouldn't repeat around lady. She will giggle and say something in French, and nobody knows what it was. Uh, listen, I got these, uh, bags for, it was out of character, is it the Thompson family, right? Was that the, uh, anyways, uh, let's find out where y'all want to get Miss Thompson and her, uh, uh, Castle of uh, little troublemakers settled. 
So she can have uh, uh, one of the cars to herself, and then uh, Lorraine and I can share the other. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen, for your help. Oh, yeah. Uh, By the way, Miss Lorraine, uh, sorry to hear that a banker has plagued you as they have so many others. If you ask me nicely, once we're off Mr. Bixby's train and it won't cause an undue fuss, I'd be willing to shoot the scandal for you. But uh, you make up your mind about that on the rest of this here ride. Oh, I like Ollie. (laughs) He has no opinion of troublemakers, you know, bankers, politicians, that sort of thing. Rusty, I mean, Ollie sounds great. <laughs> when um, Bixby sets down a bags, he's going to go back and help. Um, the kids come in as well. They drop off some bags. They also, too, move in. And so it's it's a little bit of an event as you and Lorraine hang out. Uh, Miss Thompson, uh, Lorraine asks, uh, offers her tea as well. So she will sit and um, begin trying to, like, talk to her, you know, hello, I am Mr. Lorraine, you know, and in her heavy French accent, she's trying to engage a conversation. She seems really nice and she'd really like a chance to get back to her room um, to gather her things, if that would be okay. But knowing that the banker's out there, she hasn't really attempted to step out. And she knows that people have been in her room and she wants to go see how much uh, has been rifled through. Oh, I'll come with you, honey. No worries. Let's, let's get your stuff and we'll move quickly. Okay. So um, as people are moving books, uh, sorry, people are moving bags around. Ollie, you're assisting. Um, You will get a chance. Now, the doctor isn't playing tonight, but Dr. Walters is. And so he will see you and be like, you, sir, we were looking for you. Dr. Webb is currently busy, but he said, if I see you up and about that, to tell you you need to take it easy. I can tell that you have a lot of questions, but the most important thing is is that you try not to exert too much effort. You took a concussion and you're still not okay. Have you eaten yet? If you haven't, you need to get some food, something quickly, and maybe some alcohol. He reaches into his pouch quickly without letting you get a word. Is it ah ah here? This will also help with any headaches. And he gives you a tincture. Uh. Okay, uh, I'm hardly ever disinclined to turn down a beverage or a hot meal, but doctor, you'd be doing me a bit of a favor uh, if you could just be a bit quieter while reminding me about my headache. (laughs) Not a problem, I understand. I will let Dr. Webb know that you're up and about and that you are doing a lot better. Getting kicked in the face by one's rifle must have been an experience. Luckily, the father was there to catch you before you fell off the train. That would have been terrible. I have things I need to do, so I have to go. And and you, know, you can see he's like actively, he's heading back past where you're at to um, the front of the train. All right, well, I reckon that counts as uh, getting caught by a doctor and he didn't tell me I immediately need to lay down or nothing, so. Uh, it sounded, Miss, like you were going to take Miss Lorraine to go fetch some of her things. Yeah, it's right across the car here. She's uh, a door or two down. Yeah, sounds still like a little too far for y'all to have to carry anything. Uh, I'm uh, currently a bit free. As last I saw the good Padre, he was preaching and I got my fill of that a couple years back. Uh, so I could give y'all a hand with carrying anything. 
That would be great. And if uh, you wouldn't mind afterwards, uh, I, I was supposed to go up and see the uh, conductor again uh, today. He was going to uh, let me toot the horn as well. But I'd like to discuss a couple things. Uh, sure, I may retreat to the rear cars before you get to playing with any horns. But uh, yeah, I just got you through here since there's scoundrels about mistreating ladies. Yeah, I just don't want to leave Miss Lorraine alone um, with, uh, and I, I'll kind of nod up to where the banker's sitting. And and she will give a, she will lean out and look down the way and see him and go, oh, and she will say, oh, what a horrible man, you know? Um, so you guys go back down to the room and entering the room, there is definitely some sort of, I'll describe it as a pentagram, but it is not just a circle with a star in it. It is a circle with a star and what looks to be symbols of like a J on its side and some sort of smaller circle that has a line coming out of it. Candles are placed in odd placements around. They're now out and there's a small tray that's been knocked over and there's ash on the floor. Um, I'm not sure if Ollie himself is familiar with uh, incense or incense burning, but you were in the Catholic Church, so you might have... He, I mean, and also it's the sort of thing we probably hear stories about, uh, you know, Native Americans burning stuff too, and uh, you know other, like say other churches might do stuff. So he might not know exactly what it is, but it's you know burning stuff is burning stuff. Exactly. So she points out her bags. Emily goes over and starts looking through it. There's there's about four of them. They're not small bags, they're, they're about four bags. Um, and she begins looking through one that's sitting up and open. And um, she will say um, in French, well, actually she'll say it in English, it is missing my book, my journal, it is missing. That's my best attempt at a French accent, be happy. Not to you, the audience. You guys are you always happy. You oh. sounded uncannily like a pretty French girl, Max. I know that's what you're looking for. Shit. I don't think I'm, is what I offer uh, I offer dialect classes, Max, if you <laughs> I will definitely hit you up for that, um, at some point. How much does it cost? We'll talk about it after the show. <laughs> so someone went looking through her things? That ain't right. You see she is upset. As far as you know, you guys didn't you did not have any track of who came in and out of her room after you stepped out. Uh I'll ask uh, Bixby uh, if any, if like the banker was rifling around. He shrugs. Uh, well, he's he's currently moving b bags as well, so he's not around to answer your question. Ah, okay. So um, she's going to clean up what of the mess she can, the candles and whatnot, stick them into bags. Um, Ollie, are you going to help move the bags back to the other room? Yeah, like he's not going to touch anything until she hands it to him. Of course. Partially out of manners, uh, partially because it looks like there's some weird stuff going on that was maybe kind of religious. Uh, Ollie reckons that not, that's not an oversized sheriff star she painted on the floor. Like, this, he knows there's some weird symbols and some weird stuff. So he's just going to kind of wait, and, you know, he'll take bags as she hands them. Uh, she will struggle with one bag to get it to you. It looks like our Dr. Webb might be showing up a few minutes late. He, for whatever reason, didn't realize two weeks had passed. So, uh, yeah, Ollie will just take the bags and, and wait. Uh, he's determined to carry all this stuff in one trip because that's how Rusty rolls, and that's also how all Rusty's characters do things. Excellent. All one right. Trip, one trip or die try. All right, which gets uh, Miss uh, Lorraine to stand near the window and watch Ollie as he struggles at the door and say in French, 
something else, which I can't do French, and I'm not even going to try. Um, so I'm getting good at baking it. Yeah, I mean it's. Le pouvait le regarder se lever toute la journée. All right, you take the stuff. Don't know what it means. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you take the stuff, head back down to the room, start organizing it, and it becomes a little bit of a community here with the kids on one side, uh, with Miss Thompson, and of course, you know, the kids are going back and forth at this point in time because they're assisting with bag moving and whatnot. And um, Lorraine. Uh, for the record, uh, Matt, on the way back to the room, like doing the sky, the sideways scoot, and he's got like a bag and, and a bag under each arm. So he's like shuffling sideways. He's going to go like, uh, uh, journey. Is that journal or is that journey? Is that, is that diary or is, is that trip? Uh, journey. Which, and just little things like that. He's going to start trying to pick up a little bit of French. He's not afraid to ask, ask questions and, uh, you know, he'll start trying to pick up a little bit. She she will say, Journée, um, um, it means passage of time, like um, today. Uh, she goes, uh, a day. Uh, her, her English is bad, so she's like, and she's trying to like bumble around. And finally she gets it, you know, you both get the concept that Journée is not journal, but the day. Okay. And she kind of laughs uh. at your uh, feeble attempts to learn her language. No, she doesn't. She giggles. Oh no! Oh, he's froze at that face. I won't laugh. Did everyone freeze? No, just Rusty. Oh no! Did it? There uh, is. Yeah, you guys are still here on my end. Uh, I don't know what's going on. This sucks. I hate internet stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, um, you're back. Uh, but yeah, she giggles at at your attempts to learn French. Um, she seems more amused than anything. Uh, anybody who's watching can make a cognition check um, to notice that she is kind of flirting with the... It's an onrus at this point. Ollie will not make the check because that's what he's already assuming is happening. I am all about this. Yeah. Um, wait, he asked a question, he answered. At some point during the engagement of her trying to explain day, uh, she said something, he said something, it sounded funny, she giggled, and then she blushed and looked at the floor. It's just how it goes. Telltale signs. But you don't have a psychology professor to lean back on to tell you that. You just have experience. Because, like, that's what Webb got. Yes, last game session, Webb picked up on hits because he had had a class <laughs> on how to read people. Anyways, uh, moving forward, um, things have got shifted. Things have been resettled. People haven't had a chance to just kind of like lean back or relax for a moment or two. Um, Bixby comes back after moving a bunch of stuff, comes to you and says, Ali, you, uh, I'm about to head to the back of the train. If you want to go with, there might be more than one back there. And I want you to make sure you get a good pick. Oh, uh, yeah. And I need to talk to Father Cross about that firing pin he done stole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you might want to. Yeah, we can stop by and say hey to him. And he gives a nod. Miss McDay raises his little hat. Raises his hat. It's not a little hat. Then <laughs> uh, Ollie. Pause for a second. You've frozen. Let's see if you come back. He did not come back. Oh, Rusty gone again. Who did not? I'm... There he is. There, there he is. Like, I completely still see and hear you guys. So, so I don't know what's going on. Do you have any other programs? Looks like lag. Like, I've got. I, I've just got Twitch and Discord running. Uh, okay. I can shut down Twitch, I guess. Like, I'm not 
that's feel not like I'm not doing too much in chat, but yeah, like it's uh, last I got was Bixby raising his hat and saying ladies. Yeah. Um, so like I, yeah, and it's it's weird. Like you guys aren't freezing up on my end or anything. What's so, happening? Sorry is, about this. Um, what's happening is your Discord is getting a bit of lag. It's actually your Discord that's hitting the problem. Nothing else. So uh, during, if we need to take a break and you want to do a restart on your Discord, uh, you're muted. Uh, I can if you guys want, or you could cut to a scene with somebody else or whatever, and I'll just try to take a look at what's going on um, without shutting it down necessarily. I can slide over to our roll 20 where it's just the map and our voices, and then you can do your shutdown. It's going to not affect anything. Let's go ahead and do that. All right, we're on a different screen now. Um, so while Rusty's taking care of that, um, him and Bixby are walking to the back of the train. Um, when you're in the room with Miss Lorraine, she is tearing her bag apart. Is this to me? Yes. Okay. Um, so... Whisk. And, and uh, I'm sorry, did, uh, and Ollie and Bixby left? Yes. Okay. Um, Whisk. She keeps repeating, OS, 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 as she's putting stuff and she's opening things. It is gone. Um, we'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. We know everyone that was around, um, at the time. We can ask the doctors. We can ask, or the, 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 the Pinkertons. We can ask, um, the banker, I'll leave that to uh, to one of the gentlemen. Um, we can ask, we asked Mr. Bixby, right? Or was he not around then? You haven't really asked anybody. Well, you asked him and he said, I don't know who went in and out of the room. Okay. Um, so and maybe and it was uh, the, the father, maybe, maybe we could start with the father, uh, with Father Cross. If we can find him, we could ask him uh, um, if he's seen. She says, I saw one of those tiny men who um, have the funny hat. He walked to the front of the car. I, I smile at her, um, her, her definition. I assume she's talking about the banker and the accountant? Uh, no, no. The banker and the accountant the are still sitting back. Yeah, she's probably talking about the doctors. They are kind of like slightly shorter than the average guy. I mean, she's also short too. I mean, as far as it goes for the average woman, but sure. You're, you're tell you what, you're all moved in. So let's just lock our car here so that there's no issues. And then we'll uh, go take a walk and find everyone and just ask them uh, if they've seen it. All right, let's go. All right. So you guys step out of the car and move to the front where she says she saw the short man go and you head to the front of the car and into the small kitchen area where you find Dr. Walters, one of the Pinkerton. And she's like, there he is. Dr. Walters, I, I was wondering uh, if you have seen a little book um, that was in uh, uh, Miss uh, Lamore's car. He turns and he stares, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you caught me off guard. <laughs> um, Cue 15 minutes of him talking at us. <laughs> <laughs> I did look around the car for quite a number of minutes. Uh, what book are you talking about? Because I saw quite a number of them. There were some large ones and small ones and da 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 I'll kind of like gesture to her, like big or small, like gesture. She begins making hand gestures, which he kind of mimics along with. Go ahead and make a dice roll. Also, our pictures are all off of Twitch now. Yes, I moved us over so Ollie could take um, gotcha. 
a refresh to his stuff. Yeah, I shut Discord all the way down, started it all the way back up. I had to log back in and everything. I checked for updates. I'm not missing any. As far as I can tell, everything is back in. Cool. Then I will slide us back over. Bam, there we are. And I'm sorry I interrupted you. You wanted me to make some roll? I did after I found it, but I haven't found it yet because I'm trying to remember what it is. I know it falls under cognition. It is definitely cognition because that's the only thing I can think it could be. James, is there a sense motive? Scrutinize. Ah, which is under cognition. Ooh, I'm not on the right page. What is that? All right. That's a whole solid three. Um, he tells you that he has not seen a book by her description. She, on the other hand, crosses her hands and seems to be bothered by his response. It's just because I believe in the best in people. Um, uh, is, is Dr. Webb around? I'd like to ask him as well. Oh, Dr. Webb, he is, uh, he's in one of the back cars. He's dealing with a patient right now. Probably best not to mess with him. Oh, it's just probably best just to let him be and, and, uh, he can catch up with you. I'll let him know you're looking for him. All right. Thank you. If, if we happen to see him, we'll stop. If not, we'll catch him later. Um, and then I'll kind of guide her, um, toward the further back cars where I imagine we'll probably find Father Cross. Yes. As you're walking, she says, I don't think he was telling, um, he, he, no, she will say it simply. He's lying. What makes you think he's lying? I don't trust him. I mean, he talks a lot, but I think like he's got everyone's best interest. In she seems upset and says, I don't know. I don't like him. Fair enough. Um, well, let's, let's see if we can track it down through other means. And if not, we'll circle back. How about? Okay. She stops you as you're walking through the cars, like midway. She goes, you are so nice to me. Why? I just, I know it's like to be traveling alone and um, be bullied by uh, men around. So, you know, we gotta have each other's backs. She smiles and she says, I do not travel alone. My master, he is always with me, but in spirit more than anything. I understand. God is with me too. She smiles. Oh, Christian, she says, your religion is so fun. It's so interesting. You have, she stops me. I am not Christian. And and that's all right. I'm sure if you um, live your life being um, a good person and helping others and, and doing right, that that um, when that day of reckoning comes, um, there'll still, you know, God is always watching. <laughs> she smiles and says, and she'll say, in my religion, God is, there is no God to watch over you. It is those who have come before you who watch over you. And, and she tries to kind of, kind of wing around how, um, she believes that there are other, uh, that you become someone who watches after other people. If you're good. Oh, that sounds like like the angels watching us as well so i don't think you know it doesn't sound that different i i i, I like what you're saying and again if you live uh doing good and and by doing what's right i think there's a place for us uh with whatever comes okay so um she's gonna ask you like you know try to understand what an angel is and so your guys's conversation is about you know and so once you she explain and describe it she'll um let me see 
and and when you describe it, it's oh, an ange. Yes, I seen many churches with them on them and stuff like that. So you guys are trying to build like uh, a conversation at this point in time. She's trying to understand what you're talking about. She tells you about New Orleans and, you know, the different things that are down there and how wonderful it is and how romantic and the people and, you know, just good conversation. You guys get to the final car um, in the process of doing so. You do come across Father Cross and we're going to um, segue from Father Cross. But before that moment, Ollie's back, so we're going to follow him into the car. Okay, I just want to add on that um, if she's heading back to New Orleans at any point, I am going to visit her. (laughs) Heck yes. All right, so Ollie, you're following with Bixby. This is before this moment in time, before what just took place. So you're entering the car. Father Cross is holding a small sermon. People gathered. What did you want to mention to him? Uh, I'm hoping not to interrupt a sermon if I can help it. Um... But yeah, just gotta kind of touch in, like out of character, like touch in with the other PC. But yeah, just like check on him after the explosion, thank him for some stuff, and kind of catch him up on some visions. But most of that isn't things I want to do in front of kids he's given a sermon to. Uh, so we can yeah. say that 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 they're gone. All right. So if it sounds like they're wrapping up as we approach, uh, Ollie will give Father Cross kind of a rueful smile, and he go, "Is that the man, Agent Bigsby?" That's the fella stole my firing pin. Oh, <laughs> Bigsby's like, <laughs> oh, mm. you know. young man, I am a man of the cloth. I do not steal firing pins. <laughs> I confiscate. I borrow sometimes without your knowledge, but I never steal. How well, are you, Wally? Oh, I'm doing all right. The doctor yelled at me a bit and uh, gave me something to drink. So I figure I'll be okay. Uh, I am sorry about that. Uh, never had a shooting iron do exactly that on me before. So my apologies, Padre. Didn't mean no harm. Well, not to you. Do you think you can keep it from happening? Well, uh, I reckon we're likely to find out. Uh, I'd kind of gesture for Father Cross to come with Bixby and I towards and further towards the rear of the train. Um, let's go. Uh, I got a bit of a suspicion that them dog soldiers might be coming back, Padre. Uh, can I tell you the reasoning for my hunch in a bit, but uh, yeah, Mr. Bixby here is going to help me uh, get myself a new shooting iron if we can find one and just make sure that we're all a little bit ready in case they come back. Would you like to borrow my rifle until uh, you get yourself another one? Well, uh, hopefully I won't need it just between here and the last car. We figure we go check on some of the railroad boys that uh, had their uh, accident and see if maybe they might have left a, a spare Winchester lying around. This is when Max attacks us right now. <laughs> well, I only use mine when necessary. I prefer my uh, my uh, peacemakers to my rifle, but you're welcome to take a look at it. Well, uh, I don't mind carrying it on the way to the back of the train, sure. And uh, yeah, I prefer not to use them when unless necessary either, of course. I just have a sneaking suspicion that my necessity sneaks up on me a little more often than yours does on you. Well, here. It's Winchester 76. Quality made uh, by some good friends uh, straight from the Winchester company itself. And I'll take them to my stuff and let them see it. Uh, yeah, I was uh, 45. Got a good 15 shots in the tube. Uh, yeah, it's a good rifle. 
He's got enough gunsmithing, I figure he can rattle off some of the basics like that. But yeah, Padre, uh, I'd, be, I'd be honored to carry this leastways until I can find myself a replacement. Uh, but I reckon it would come in handy if them fellas come back, or, you know, if there's any other need. Well, I think it should be... Uh, if it's going to see use during the ride, I think it should be in the hands of someone better suited uh, to using it than me. Thanks, Padre. I appreciate the vote of confidence and such. Uh, I figure, like, are we in, like, a little bit of a, a partition here where I can talk to Father Cross? Yes. Uh, speaking of vote of confidence, Padre, uh, I understand I was out the better part of a day, maybe a day and a half, but uh, I kind of saw some stuff while I was down there. Um, fella that I know real well is dead, come up and talk to me, delivering some messages and some warnings and such. Uh, you ever heard of something called Devil Rock? It's, uh, Ghost Rock, but worse or better or, I don't know, just Ghost Rock, but special. Uh, apparently there's some on this train which might be explaining all these calamities and troubles and such. And apparently, uh, them dog soldiers is riled up about us taking it through their land. And, uh, I have it on, uh, well, fairly reasonable authority, uh, if anything is, that they're likely to come back before sundown and mess with us somewhere near bridge so uh i appreciate having this good winchester in hand should that happen and uh i don't know maybe we need to keep an eye out and see if anybody else is after this devil rock have i ever heard the term devil rock max now this is where you can make a theology roll i am still gonna set this at an onrius 11 no no it should be we'll make it a hard nine I believe in you, Father Cross. I believe in the power of our friendship. Spend some chips, maybe? Spend some I chips, will, maybe? I will go ahead and spend a red chip for that extra one. Oh, which don't have any blue ones? I do, but I have one, but I want to hold on to it at the moment. Uh, so that gives me a total of 30. Yes, it does. All right. <clears throat> Amongst some smaller groups of individuals, you have definitely heard the term Devil Rock. It has nothing to do with ghost rock. It is similar in the fact that it is a rock that was found. A lot of the strange occurrences that have been going on seem to be centering around the New World or the United States. Very few have actually come out of the Old World. This one actually comes out of Africa. It's a large black stone that was used in some South African rituals for the purpose of communing with powerful spirits. This you heard about, the church tried to get a hold of it, and they did some decades ago, just like other relics that you know about, like the Holy Grail and whatnot, the Spear of Longinus. The Catholic Church did have a hold of it, but sometime about two years ago, one of the reliquaries was attacked. You know, of course, this is after the time of all the strangeness happening, and this reliquary was attacked by something, not someone, and the stone disappeared. That's where we're at at this point in time. What does it do? No one really knows, other than talk to powerful beings and it's part of a ritual of some type. How does it work? No one knows. Is it dangerous? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. They know only a few details. So what we did was we picked it up and we just stuffed it in a vault. That's I a mean, it was probably a blessed vault. Yeah, yeah, it was probably a blessed vault. All right, I just nod and I say, and you say a friend of yours, that's been long dead is the one that told you about it. I don't know about long dead. Uh, 
I'm going to be honest, Padre, I'm a little fuzzy on exactly what day of the week it is. And this one, I can't exactly pin on the concussion. Given as I am to long trail rides, it's not entirely unusual for me to be a little fuzzy on exactly what day of the week it is. Uh, but I figure he buried, buried him maybe about a week ago. Uh, but uh, he was a good man, Texas Ranger, and they ain't much inclined towards lying even when they're alive. And uh, I figure even less so when they're dead. Uh, plus, he had this chief fellow with him, uh, Potumwa or something, and uh, I don't figure they would have wanted to talk to me unless it was something important and honest as well. Uh, or I guess maybe I just got hit on the head real hard, but I just got a feeling, Padre, I don't think it's that, what with all these other troubles going on. I just nod and I say, I do believe you might be right. Here. Here's all the ammo I have for the Winchester, and it's, I've already got it preloaded, so it's ready to shoot when you're ready to use it. Well, I'll be ready to use it as soon as I need to. Thanks, Father. Uh, I promise I'll do right by it. So, are you both doing all right? Out of character, is that me and, and who? And, uh, you and Bixby. He gives a nod. I'm perfectly fine. I appreciate the concern. All right, then. Let's take a look around, see if we can't make sure that this train is more secure than we normally would have it. Visions can mean a number of different things, but one thing I know about Ollie, he's never lied to me. So far, yeah, he seems to be an honest individual. So where would you like to start your investigation? Back of the train, front let's of the start, train? Let's start at the front of the train. All right. Oh, that uh, way we can... Uh, since we're since train's heading that way, we can start working our way back. And uh, speaking of the front of the train, uh, that Miss Lorraine, uh, I helped her fetch her things from her room after that scoundrel done kicked in her door. She seemed all in a tizzy, Padre, about somebody going through her things and some of her stuff is missing. Uh, I don't know if it's related or if uh, that banker's pervert as well as no gentleman, but somebody went through her stuff and I'm not sure who it was all right well why don't we ask around while we're while we're on our way through the train then because as far as i know the only ones that actually walked in there after we opened the door were me dr walk walters and dr webb and it was i left before the uh two pinkertons did Yes, so the Pinkertons were the only two behind you. Uh, Ollie will just give a shrug. Figuring out who has done stuff isn't generally what Ollie's for. And he was unconscious for all of this, so he's just having to take kind of everyone's word for it. So he'll just kind of shrug and like, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. All right. Which at this point in time, if you guys are heading to the front of the train, this is the same time that Mrs. uh, McDade and... And Miss Lorraine are heading to the back of the train, if I remember correctly. Yes, sir. We've all met up again. We come full circle. The circle of life. All right. This is the part yeah, where I expect Soymage to suddenly pop in and be like, I'm here. Great. And just throw off all the cameras. Yay. Go ahead. Who's doing what? Um, I apologize. It's like, all right. You guys have been talking, man. I've been researching. I went through three different books. I wrote a bunch of stuff down. Look at me taking notes. You guys have got this. You got this. Go. 
Alright. In June. my head. Yeah, in my head I picture the father in front. Always a little bit more of a follower, unless it's a crisis. So and also, you know, James had to be pretty quiet today, so he could take point on the greetings. Good afternoon, ladies. It's good to see you again, Miss McDade. Father Cross, uh, question for you. Um, uh, Ollie just helped uh, Miss Lorraine uh, move car or compartments over to mine, and uh, she's missing a, a book about Yay Big. Um, was wondering if you had seen it after we. Where was it? Uh, I believe it was in one of her bags. I shake my head and I look to Lorraine. I say. I'm sorry, miss, but I didn't go through any of your things. I just looked around the room at what you had set up, and uh, the Pinkertons and I just looked at what was there, but then I left with them still in there. Have you talked with them? We ran into Dr. Walters, and uh, and he said he hadn't seen it, but we haven't seen Dr. Webb yet. And Lorraine will give a nod in agreement that that's what happened. Bixby will look to you and Ollie and say, well, if um, you're going to go do all this stuff, I'm going to head to the back of the car and see what I can find. Yeah, uh, sorry about getting a better offer on a rifle, but it seems like when a holy man tries to arm you, it's best to listen. Something, something, sell your cloak and buy a sword, as I recollect. Uh, But yeah. Thought it was source to plowshares or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, that depends on just which verses you pay attention to. Uh, but yeah, there might still be some ammo you can scrounge up back there, but maybe just spread the word of folks to still keep the eye out a little. Can do. And he steps off. I turn back around. I look, I say, you only talked to Dr. Walters and he said he hadn't seen it? Right. I think he was lying. Uh, I'm willing to I bet he said he... I'm willing to bet he said he didn't see it probably a good six or eight times when you only asked him the once. I, uh, I, I grin widely, but kind of blush and look down like, don't engage, but heck yeah. <laughs> we should find the other one. The one that does not lie. That was terrible. I'm just going to... I'm trying to sound like a little French girl. It's going great. I love it. Lorraine's my so favorite I. character. I have a crush on all your NPCs. Aww. All right, so, uh, yeah, have either of you seen Dr. Webb? We should find him and, uh... Uh, Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, being honest, miss, I kind of been trying to avoid doctors today on account of the volume with which the last one addressed my head injury, and I don't want to get in trouble with Dr. Webb, so I've been trying not to find him. Fair enough. Um, Well, then, if if you gentlemen will excuse us, we're going to continue on on our... I look at them and I say, Lorraine, I will be on uh, the lookout for your journal. And if I find it, I will bring it back to you. What does it look like? Is this big? It is leather bound. Um, it has, uh, one second. <laughs> is human skin? <laughs> it has very, very expensive. <laughs> it has an image of St. Anthony on it. Oh, Saint Anthony. That's definitely in my wheelhouse. What's he the saint of? She giggles. Uh, she giggles as you as you talk for about the, as you say that, and you're like, "Oh, Saint Anthony. He's the he's the guy you the the saint of lost causes and lost things." Dun dun. I laugh and I say, "Hmm, 
Where did you say Dr. Walters was at? Dr. Walters was in the first passenger car. Where... I mean, it's a train. It's not like he can, can hide unless he jumps off of it, and you're never going to find him. I don't know. That tiny kid hid for like three days or whatever. <laughs> he hasn't been on this train that long. <laughs> and his name is Natty. Well, Maddie Light um, is a great hider, so... Nah, I just think his mom was having more kids while the train was going. We've been on it that long. Five damn game sessions. And you guys, <laughs> it's only this been is a breath. day and a half. It's only been a day and a half. It's because a lot of shit's happening. <sighs> okay. He, he's too short for us. Okay. So, I look at her and I say, I'll talk to Dr. Walters. Make sure that he keeps an eye out for it. Okay. Thanks, Father. We'll, so keep, we'll depart. You guys go separate directions, heading toward the front of the car. You guys are heading toward the front of the car to go talk to the engineer, right? Yes. Okay. And you're heading toward the back of the car and a chance to see uh, Dr. Webb. I just messaged Dr. Webb and he hasn't responded yet. That was 45 minutes ago that he said he just got off work. So unless he lives like an hour away, I don't know. I don't have an answer for if he's going to show up. So I'll just... Um, NPC him. Cool beans. All right. <clears throat> and he will just not get to show up for this game session because if he does, it's going to be like screwing everything up at the end. So you guys move to the front of the car. You guys move, begin moving toward the front of the train. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. As you're doing so, um, oh man, there was something I needed to roll. I just remembered. I got to go back and do that again. Give me one second. I got to do something. Where's the dice roller? There it is. Anyways, it's 4d6. Da, 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 4d6. I'm not even gonna, like, change anything. I'm just gonna do four, a four, a two, a four, and a three. Okay, never mind. We're good. All right. Apologize. There was some logistics, like a couple of scenes back I needed to take care of. I took care of it. You guys head through the train cars, heading, um, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. It begins. You get to the flat cars. You walk across the sides of the flat cars. You get to the next car, which got the horses in it. Um, not, and of course you don't have a horse. You just have a saddle there, Ollie. But you walk in, and the the horses are all up from to one side. And there's a, a total of twelve. Of, sorry, thirteen horses. I'm sorry, thirteen horses um, in the train car. A variety of horses. Some are pretty, pretty horses, and some just look like big monsters of beasts. And uh, the second to the last one. Uh, looks like an old raggedy looking mare. Um, the nag looks like she's seen better days. Maybe she's headed out to the glue factory or something. Um, oh. Yeah, old horse. But the second last one's an old horse. And of course, the very last one, the 13th horse is, the 13th horse is Father Cross's horse. Hi, right, it's my horse, Pat it. Um, let's see. You move past that, and then there are two cargo cars that you guys are going to walk through, and um, there seems to be uh, just varieties of different varying cargo pieces. Um, nothing stands out to you. Nothing says, like, explosives or anything. And then the car after that is, of course, the coal car, and uh, it's half coal, half mechanic parts. It's like the where the, the engineers keep some of their tools as well. So you guys step out and there's like a small walkway just on like I would describe it as for the train's purposes the right hand side of the train it's just a walkway it's a railing or chain length and whatnot so you're walking along fast moving train bits so you, as you guys step out there the the guy who's right now shoveling 
kind of leans out and looks at you guys. What in the heck? Ollie lets the lets the father take point. I start walking towards him and I say, afternoon. Um, he takes a step back onto the engine uh, and gets the engineer's attention. And a wizard old man uh, steps up and uh, wipes his hands because they're kind of dirty and whatnot. And thrusts them out to you guys as uh, he helps pull you up onto the engine. Um, how you doing? He gives you both a look over. Are you wearing your um, priestly bit? Yep. Mr. McAllister, how can I help you, Father? Well, we've been helping Mr. Bixby with security, and my friend here has a funny suspicion that there's a chance we'll be having some more trouble up ahead. He's not sure where, but we wanted to let you boys know so you could be on the lookout. He stares at the two of you at this point in time. A suspicion? Uh... Sir, them them dog soldiers still seem plumb mad when they took off the first time, and I figured before we get the outside edge of their territory, if they're looking to come and get something back for them what were lost, well, they're going to have to make their move before we get out of their turf. Uh, if I was looking to attack a railroad, I'd be trying to block a bridge or something. That's, that's what always happens in them dime novels. He stares at you. Son, you realize that we are in the Conf- Coyote Confederation, and they have nothing to do with the Cheney. And dog soldiers are mostly Cheney. I, I don't know, sir. I'm just telling you, them boys didn't quite look all the way licked when they rode off that first time. Of course, I they're probably down here doing some sort of... PCs, it's me, Remel Turnus, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon backers. Seriously, your support makes all of what we do possible, and we are all extremely grateful for each and every one of you. If you aren't yet a Patreon backer, you can head over to www.patreon.com slash to check out the different tiers and rewards we have available. All Patreons get access to our podcast releases a week early, get their names in the credits of our live streamed shows, have first dibs on any casting calls for new games and shows we produce, and more. Once again, you can join our Heroes Hall at www.patreon.com slash and thank you all again for listening. Now back to the show. Now, I'm just going to tell you, they're probably down here doing something, some sort of um, gathering of extra troops for whatever crap they're trying to do back up north. They're always fighting someone, especially the U.S. Army, uh, probably the Northern Army, of course. But down here, uh, the Coyote Confederation and the Confederate Army have a pretty good standing, and they don't really have too much push most of the time. But we are coming up to a bridge, and I'll take your concerns to heart. But... I am not slowing this train down if I can help it. We've got time, we've got to make it schedule, and we've already had a decent amount of strangeness and delays. When he yeah. says bridge, I look at Ollie. All right, well, just, just keep an eye out, sir. He gives a nod, looks the two of you up and down. <clears throat> I shake their hands and uh, I offer my blessings and 
uh, right before we step away from the car, I'll kneel down on one knee and offer my blessings to uh, uh, for the train as well. He just shrugs it. You do whatever you want. It's perfectly fine by me. But no amount of good words are going to change the fact this um, several hundred tons of steel are going to go straight through. I mean, if you're worried about anything, it's that bridge we're coming up to. It was recently put in two years ago. And when we get close, we're going to slow down just to make sure there's no damage to it. There's no reason to speed across a bridge that's half built or half there. Rains can take it out and stuff like that. So I've got it all under control up here. I've made this run many a times and put faith in me more than your... <laughs> and he laughs before he finishes the sentence. Put faith in me that I know what I'm doing. Oh, it just oh. gives kind of a helpless shrug. Oh, trust me, my good man. I do have faith that you know what you're doing, but I also have faith in an, in the God Almighty. Doesn't mean that I can't pray for him to offer you extra strength and an extra blessing into what you're doing. He'll give a nod. All right there. Well, um, you're not supposed to be up here, so go on, mow your own way back to the passenger cars. <laughs> Thank you for stopping by. I'll head back. All right. With Ollie. He definitely, I mean, of course, you got the feel. I think I portrayed it well enough. He is not <laughs> impressed by two people just wandering up to the front car. That's cool. Yeah, I remember he wasn't very impressed when we personally repelled the Native Americans that attacked his fucking train, too. So that's cool. Like, yeah. He's, he seems like a nice guy. Like, we didn't even get an apology from the airline for the terrorist attack. I know, like, right? He's just like, you just get on back to where you're supposed to be, mister. Like, cool, cool. Like, we'll just hang out back there. You have fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, th this engineer is like, it sounds like, you know, after uh, the Indians took off, that's what you get for not having a ticket, you know? He sure is making Ollie rethink his whole lifetime of mild scorn for authority figures, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, you saved the train. Good. Not really. <laughs> He's the grumpy cat of engineers. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Um, so... You guys are heading back, um, and uh, preliminary search of the three passenger cars does not turn up web, but there are closed doors. I don't know if you want to start barging in on people. Um, I will knock. <coughs> uh, her, sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll knock on uh, a couple doors because I'm not sure where he's staying and just kind of like knock Dr. Webb, and they can tell me to piss off if. Sure, sure. Um, during the process of uh, going from room to room, um, when you head back up through the cars, now checking doors that are closed, like walking up, tapping on a curtain, Dr. Webb, hearing when somebody respond yes or no, and then heading back up into the next car, knocking around, trying to get some people's attention, seeing if they've seen them. By the time you get to the word the front of the car, um, one gentleman who is having coffee hears you knock on one of uh, a stall, asking, says, are you looking for the other Pinkerton, the non-talkative one? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he was right over there, but I just saw him heading toward the first passenger car. Oh, this has been a, a wild chase for having only three passenger cars. And I'm going to head back to the <laughs> first car. As you um, step into the first car, 
Um, you see him standing in front of the door that you and Lorraine uh, are staying at, and he stopped and he's like adjusting his coat and whatnot. And then he turns and he looks back in the direction where you guys are and, he, and has like a, a look of surprise on his face. Dr. Webb, were you looking for him? Um, I, I was. I wanted to check up and to see how the two of you were doing. I think we're just fine, except for uh, uh, Miss Lamore here is uh, missing a book from her um, her compartment. Have you seen it? He gives a nod and says, "No." Uh, he like a knowing nod, like, "No, um, I did. Um, I apologize. I borrowed it for just a moment, seeing as seeing as it seemed interesting in relation to everything that had happened." And and he turns to her and says. I must apologize for taking your things without asking, but it was for ill reasons. I have concluded my research. What she were trying to do was protective in its idea, not harmful. I intend to make sure that the large ro- the large banker, uh, whose name I never made, because I guess he's just gonna die. Oh, there it is, Berg. I'm going to let Mr. Berg know that there was, that was not black magic, as I promised. I apologize again for going through your things. I would hope I'm going to let a touch of the voice come into my uh, tone here and say, I would hope in the future that you would um, uh, ask permission uh, before doing research uh, on someone's property that isn't yours. He gives he gives like a little bit of a step back. He's like, I understand. Uh, um, I am. I over I might have overstepped, but as my duty as a Pinkerton to investigate, I felt that this might be one of those moments to dig deeper. Sometimes. Yeah, but I'm I'm also fairly certain that usually in these kinds of uh, even if if there was something uh, um, untowardly happening, that you would uh, the the person would know that you were searching their compartment and that you had confiscated something is evidence or, or or what have you with your your detecting duties but at least they'd be aware that their property was removed and i understand where you're coming from and i agree that that what i did was probably not in the wholest or goodest of nature i did so in haste in the attempt to discern to ensure that the there was nothing that this was nothing more than just a misunderstanding and that everything was fine and I hope that in the future, if something comes up, I will, well, I, I, he says, he doesn't say, oh, he says, in the future, I will approach with a, a different air of caution and I will be more forthcoming with asking to borrow someone's things. I'll look to Lorraine. Uh, um, are you satisfied with the return of- Where's my book? And he, and he produces the book from behind him that he's, you know, he's holding on to it. So like, he literally caught him at the doorway. He's about to, he's getting himself ready to knock and apologize for taking it, you know? So you ambushed him before he could, you know, do so. And he produces the book and she begins yammering on it in French and she grabs it and she looks through it and everything like that. Um, and then she sticks it quickly into, um, well, probably in her hands behind her, like to, to hold on to it. Um, so Mr. Webb apologizes again, sincerely, and he wants to kind of like break away at this point in time, being incredibly embarrassed about the whole thing. Did you let him escape? Yeah, um, as long as he's felt the appropriate amount of shame that he should, he can go. (laughs) 
He has, because as the marshal, he doesn't have a choice. He's He's been shamed. <laughs> Yay! Take one point of wind damage. <laughs> Physical shame. All right. Um, Dr. Webb returns to what he's doing. Um, you guys get back into the car. She sits down and begins thumbing through her book quickly. Uh, it has a lot of interesting pictures in it that, you know, from your few glances that you can see, does not look like anything that you easily recognize. Um, you two are coming back from the front end of the train and um, trying to just swift here. So, yeah. All right. Uh, what is, uh, so real quick around around the table, I need to have an idea if you're going to stay where you're at or if you're going to be moving. You and Lorraine are in the room. Anne and Lorraine are in the room. Are you going to be staying there? Um, if someone, like, I, I still don't want to leave her with the banker being a douche. So um, I'm going to uh, hang out. With, I'm going to hang out with her unless I, she is being seen by someone else that I trust, in which case I'm uh, gonna make my trip up to the uh, engineer. Okay, um, I guess Miss Thompson would be somebody you trust? Yeah, but I kind of see them both as needing support, so I don't know if, like, I'd, I'd rather have an Ollie or a Bixby or, yeah. So the question is, is, is Ollie and Father Cross are heading back through, do we notice the banker and his friend you know, just eyeing Anne's door because they know Lorraine's in there. Oh, they have not left the table. They have been sitting at the table. They've got uh, some poker cards out. They've been playing a nice little game. They're spending their time. They're, from where they sit, Anne's door is in eyeshot. So, yeah. They, they're there. They can see it. Uh, hey, Padre, we want to check in on the ladies on our way back. I think that'd be a good idea. Let's go uh, see how Miss Lorraine's doing. All right. And, uh, and Miss McDane, of course. Of course. Yep. I know your priorities. It's cool. One of them is actively shaken up right now. The other one, not so much. Also, she's real cute and has a nice accent. I try. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is that still could describe either one of the women that he wants to go see. I got the same accent as Ollie. Or at least similar. Like his is, you know, pretty Texas specific. I know my actual accent in real life has an awful lot of Kentucky blurring the lines there. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure my Southern's like a mixture of five states. So that's. It happens. Okay, so you guys knock on the door and. Um, Who is it? It's Father Cross and Ollie. Oh. Uh, then I'll open the door because I'm not opening it without asking. Um, uh, hello, gentlemen. Did you uh, find what you needed? Yeah, we checking on some things. We spoke with the engineer. Uh, so barely all we were looking for. I read. Well, would sorry, where are my manners? Would you folks like to come in and uh, have a drink? I could pour some whiskey. Feel like it'd be rude to decline. An invitation oh. from a lady is definitely one you do not want to decline. I may be a priest, but even I know that is. Well, um, kind of nod them in, and I'll make sure that I sit um, across from Lorraine to give Ollie the option of sitting next to her if he'd like. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> All right. and uh, um, I'll start pouring them out some. Uh, Ollie will be very gentlemanly 
remembering all the little manners that were uh, ruler smacked into him as he was raised by Catholic nuns. Uh, so like, he'll be, you know, the absolute gentle. All right, so you sit down, making sure to be gentle and whatnot, and she'll smile and in French, <clears throat> spout out some words real quick. Um, you begin, she, there's like little tables that you guys can set up and start um, pouring drinks. And so you guys have a chance to kind of gather and what do you want to talk about? Because now this is where it's you guys, Lorraine's question, you might have questions for her, um, stuff like that. Ollie's not in the uh, the questioning business for the most <laughs> part. He's just gonna kind of relax, enjoy the company and keep one eye on the door uh, in case that no good, dirty, stinking criminal banker comes back. Um, but yeah, he'll, and he'll listen uh, and he'll try to start doing that gift of gab thing. Uh, in the description in the book, it says with a few minutes conversation, you start to pick things up and like get a free one. So he'll be paying attention, um, but he's probably not likely to steer the conversation much. So, okay, noted. Father Cross will be direct about it, but he'll be polite. Uh, you know, uh, he'll ask Lorraine, so why are you on this trip? And as the conversation just go, kind of goes into it, he'll say, so what were you doing when those two men broke into your room? She will point out that there were um, three at her door and one of them was the conductor. Um, I'm not going to do the accent. I, I'll struggle with it. And then I'll say sound, funny sounds. Um, so she'll say that she was in her, um, she says, first of all, that her master uh, has left and uh, has come, head, has headed out west. She, he left her alone in New Orleans um, and she is trying to find him, um, which it strikes you off at both, uh, for the most part, um, she refers to him as master. That's the actual kind of description, um, like a slave and master scenario. And she says she's trying to find him because he left her behind. And so she got this train ticket to head out here. Um, at any point, I, I want to segue, if you guys feel that anything I'm telling you is a wrong or a lie, maybe you don't trust her and you want to scrutinize her, feel free to go ahead and start rolling the dice. You only get one roll for this whole kind of like backstory spiel. <clears throat> Not like it's going to be an easy roll if there is any. Um, she will tell you that uh, she's coming out this direction to find him and that the uh, last night when she was on the train, she heard terrible noises and then things happened and there was gunshots and um, <laughs> uh, there was gunshots and it scared her because she heard something terrible and her religion or her understanding, she calls it religion. That's what she says. That's the word she has. My belief. My belief is that um, something is, is moving around the train and the and so she had a dream last night that this train is going to a terrible place, a place that you would call hell, or she believes the train is going to hell. That's the word she'll use. She'll prefer to hell because she's like, this is all I know how to call it, hell. Um, and when she got up the next morning, she tried to shake the feeling, but she couldn't. So she came back to the room after getting coffee and some things to eat. She began trying to create, and she'll say, um, a shield. I was trying to make a shield 
to protect us, to protect the train. So she's struggling with her English at this point in time. Um, I'm assuming she's uh, flipping between English and French, but she's also using hand signs. No hand signs. In a way. She doesn't talk with her hands. She's not that kind of person. Uh, Bouclier is what she says several times before she, you know, uh, Ollie picks up and like, oh, oh, and Ollie's the one who says, uh, you mean like a shield? Is Ollie, you're picking up on it and you're like, man, she talked like that one nun that was back. Oh, oh, I remember these words. And like, you're picking up on some of this stuff. And, um, one second. Je t'aime, tu es drôle. Um, she, you remember, you know, so when you, you, you help her out with, uh, the words, um, she says something completely in French and you think the first part is, I like you, or I like something, or I like your shoes, but you're just like caught off guard by the way it comes out. And do you want to react to that? Um, Ollie will kind of give her a little bit of a shocked look like oh that's a surprise you know uh and he might blush a little bit uh i, th I think uh we had a sister catherine that visited sometimes and, and she talked about a shield of, of faith I, I think that's kind of what mr lane's talking about uh in in her own way uh something something like that uh but he will like visibly like blush uh and that sort of thing like at her her compliment Yep. Okay. She thinks the translations are getting through at this point in time. And so she as well as blushing. All right. So, um, Father Cross, you seem to have some more information. As she's going through, I, I do want to be watching her expression and listening to what she's telling us. And I do want to go ahead and scrutinize it, mostly for the sake of what I do, but you know, I'm not just gonna toss her off the train because someone else said black magic. Okay, go ahead and make your roll. Doughty Mustafa. Eight. All right, so first couple of holes, um, she refers to master, um, and she's white and she's from New Orleans. So there are two things there. Um, most slaves are black. So that definitely catches you off guard. Um, she speaks French that clicks in with New Orleans. Um, she talks about being able to do things and protect the train and had a strange dream. A lot of the things she ties up to uh, does fit in as far as it goes for what happened, the events that you know of. And, <coughs> excuse me, I apologize. Uh, you're not sure if she's making a shield because you're not sure exactly like what the whole circle means. You're not. You're also unfamiliar with the fact that Doctor Webb had the book and he read through the book and said everything was okay. But that was a conversation they had, and um, I'm sure during this whole thing, she even mentioned that uh, about the book that it was taken by Doctor Webb. He read through it and he was a horrible person. I'm sure horrible is a word she actually knows. Either that or Ollie will translate it. Um, that, uh, and that what she was doing was okay. And he was going to go tell the fat man that it was okay. So as far as it goes, you question like the intro part and you haven't conferred with uh, Dr. Webb. And if you trust him, then 
you'll probably trust the rest of it. So that's what your scrutinize gets out of it. All right. Um, after she goes through the entire explanation, I look at her and I say, when you say master, do you mean teacher? She will say no. He is not um, a teacher. He does teach me things, but um, he owns me. I just nod at that. Ollie will look a little sour. Yeah, so will Anna. I had not expected this, though. She shrugs. Who is is this master of yours, anyhow? Zaylamore is his name, and he is from Louisiana. Cut a name to Zaylamore. It sounds like a dumb name. I like this fellow very much. Grumble, 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 grumble under it. Try not to laugh. I'm laughing. She, she will say, I am from South Africa, and there my parents died. I was sold into slavery. Then I was brought, uh, then I was bought by a man and put on the boat and brought to America. Um, and then I, when I came to America, um, my master uh, bought me uh, on my 16th birthday so that I would not work on uh, a plantation picking um, cotton. And he started teaching me um, English and um, how to speak with uh, spirits and other things. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Bye, people. What are you supposed to say to that? Exactly, right? What? So, um, it was an interesting thing I read about. Side note. Interesting, I read about uh, that in like in the South African colony that if parents died, there was no orphanages. Kill- kids were either picked up by neighbors or bought and sold into slavery. And some of them actually came to the states. And I was like, oh, that's good. I have to save that and use it sometime. Huh? Yep. Okay, so you've scrutinized her things. Uh, did you want to do anything else? Any more questions? No, I'll just listen to her story. And after that, I look at her and I say, well, Lorraine, my name is Father Samuel Cross, and it is a pleasure to formally meet you. And I will offer my hand as I would to any other lady. Okay. She will hold her hand out because she knows the custom. And I will... Uh, shake her hand as I would uh, ladies and I just smile at her and I say and now you have a new set of friends she says oh this is so wonderful I really appreciate you all when I get to Dodge I hope that he is there waiting I know that he could be there and I know this might not be the first stop in my journey but I know he is this way and I really appreciate you everything you are helping me with. So so you're going looking for this fella? Yes. W- why? Because he is my master. I, I, yeah, but he left. Uh, and and that's, She's you just... know, somebody, somebody abandons a dog at their home. That dog ain't the one that's obliged to go looking for him. You know, that just means the dog gets to be its own master now. Same with a horse, same as a person. She stops and she stares. But a dog might follow after if they leave in a wagon and it would go up the road too. And that is all I'm doing is going up the road to see if he is nearby. What else am I supposed to do? When Ollie makes the dog metaphor, I I just kind of give this slight 
wave in his direction. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Uh, from like, like giving Anna permission. Go ahead, smack him. Pick a different animal. Look to Ollie. Comparing yeah. somebody to a loyal dog or a horse is a pretty big compliment. I know. He likes dogs and horses more than most people, so you know. Uh, so yeah, he he will not pick up on your subtle social cues. Also, His eyes I are not on you right the, now. I also agree with the arguments he's making, if not the exact wording. Well, I'm just saying you could do whatever you want to. You could have. What am I supposed to do? And she, she seems frustrated by this enough that she puts her hands out and she like gives you a, a gentle push, and then she will put one hand on a hip, giving like a stern look to you. Like, what am I supposed to do? How can you possibly open this door for me and then not tell me how it works? Supposed to do whatever you want to. Uh, your master done left. That means you belong yourself now. You could. Ride the trails, you could set up shop in New Orleans, uh, you know, do a fancy little, I, I don't know what fancy city ladies do, whatever. Uh, you could go, you know, just do anything you want. Perhaps we can find a compromise. How about the three of us help you find your master when we get to Dodge? If he does not want you anymore, then quite possibly you can choose your own path and i'm pretty sure we'll help all right she'll give a nod and say then we will see well gentlemen uh, like i'm getting more and more uncomfortable by this whole conversation <laughs> so um after downing my uh my my the remainder of my whiskey i'm gonna go well gentlemen it's been uh um a long morning uh, and a lot of searching and um uh, I, I thank you for your kindness and your assistance this morning, but I, I'm sure Lorraine and I could use a little uh, rest before dinner. I think that'd be a good idea. Mm, I stand up and uh, I nod to them both. It was a pleasure, ladies. She will. Uh, Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cause no ruckus. I'm sorry, miss. Miss. He does that thing where they each get their own miss con constantly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... She will, you know, she's very accepting. Um, and, uh, of course, helps you guys, ushers you out and whatnot. And um, as we move forward, the interaction right after they step out of the room, I just want to let you know, it is physically clear that uh, Lorraine has a little bit of a, like a physical flush about her as she rolls her eyes and then um, looks to you to make eye contact and then giggle a bunch. I'll, I'll, uh... I'll kind of partake, but not as as fervishly as as I would have before that conversation. Um, uh, but I'll kind of like supportively like uh, touch her shoulder and then uh, invite her to like her own little um, spot to kind of have a rest or whatever. Um, and yeah, that'll be all kind of like. It's a little quiet time. Yes. Uh, even though I, I don't sleep anymore, I can't sleep because of what I've seen. So She's going to break out some tarot cards and begin reading them. And that's how she kind of winds down. The two of you step out into the hallway and begin heading to the back car again. And am, am I right? The motion, motion of where you're going? Yes. Uh, just yes, fall, I'm yeah. gonna, sure. I'm sure. going to head back because uh, uh, if I remember right, you know, I've uh, Father Cross has been getting 
mainly catnaps on and off. So yes, okay. Got on the train. <laughs> Nothing solid except for two hours of sleep that first night. Um, so gonna grab a catnap uh, since uh, Dr. Webb and Father Cross had promised to help with security uh, uh, to Bixby. Uh, I'll explain that to Ollie. And uh, uh, since I'm planning on taking a shift uh, over the night, then I'll want to grab some sleep at least before dinner. Okay. Um, as you're heading back to get some sleep, Bixby meets you in the final passenger car, and he comes walking in. He has a rifle at his side, not another Winchester, FYI. And as uh, it, it's pointed down, he's carrying it in a proper kind of way. The two of you, he walks right up to Ollie like, Ollie, I might have an opportunity other than the priest's rifle if you're interested. I went back and checked out um, David and Pedro's stuff, and I was able to find David's shotgun, and Pedro, uh, he pulls up a... Remington rolling block, which is a very pretty rifle. It's got some um, rifling and some, sorry, sorry, some filigree and some etchings along the side of it amongst its uh, stock and whatnot. And uh, he says, uh, might be interested in it. You use the same ammo Winchester does, 44. It's a single shot though. Uh, well, I mean, I could at least hold on to it near my saddlebags and such. Uh, it's got a little bit longer range on it than a Winchester does. I know fellas use them for hunting and such a little more than a, a normal yellow boy, but sure, uh, the more the merrier, I, I figure. It gives you a nod. Maybe have both of them, have one for a quick shot, then swap back over or something if you need it. Anyways, I don't, I don't I'm not wanting to hang on to Pedro's rifle and I don't know where his family is, so I mean, I can't look toward getting it toward next of kin. So he shrugs. It has no owner right now. And I know nobody who's a better shot. If the end of this ride comes around and you don't want to hold on to a dead man's rifle, I'll see what I can do to find somebody who owns it. Well, thanks, Mr. Raceway. Not a problem. Yeah, I'll hold on to it for sure. And he will part and head out as you guys begin finding a chance to relax. Uh, so you found a place to lay down rest, found a place to next to your saddle to check your weapons and, and whatnot. And... Um, <sighs> When you sit down in the bench next to your saddle and you're setting the guns down and whatnot, um, the the kids are, there are less kids in here now moving about. And uh, that one child that you've never seen before that just mystically appeared um, walks to the end of your bench and is staring at you as you're doing stuff. But it's not the kid that you notice off uh, at this point in time. It's the fact that you see the because the train's direction that it's moving, the, it's now a, a slightly northern direction as it's heading toward its the the bridge, right? And the the sun is just above the horizon, so you're looking out across the flatland, and the sun is getting close to set. Ollie's just gonna kind of let out a little bit of a sigh, like if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen soon. Um, and uh, normally. Given some alone time, he would probably start breaking down one of the two rifles. Uh, and like, he's probably sitting down and start to gather his gunsmith and stuff, and then just kind of goes, ah, no, maybe, maybe after dark. Uh, like, puts the gunsmith and stuff away and leaves both of the rifles out and at the ready, um, and just kind of gives the kid a look. Uh, like, is the kid just like staring at me, or is yes. he looking at a, Okay. Like this. How'd you, uh, just got some parents to get to, kiddo? Uh, maybe some supper on the way. 
What's your name, little man? A girl nearby yells, that's Natty. He does that. Natty, uh, short for Nathaniel, like, uh, or like, uh, like Natty Bumpo from them books. It's just, uh, Natty Bumpo from the books. Last of the Mohicans, I believe it was. He was supposed to be a heck of a shot, kid. The kid still has yet to move, and you're not sure if he's blinked either. So he's just like standing still, just staring at me like some little demon baby in a horror movie. Gotcha. <laughs> Either that, or it's the fact that how many guns do you have sitting next to you? I, only two. And how uh, many pistols? They're not sitting next to me. I okay, answered fair, your question fair. very specifically. <laughs> you did. You did. Let's not pry too far into that with a crowbar. Um, but anyways, the kid has definitely got that uh, like a long distance stare looking at you. Maybe it's like some freaky demon kid, but I think it's more along the lines of a kid like staring at like some in his mind kid person that popped out of a dime novel. That's fair. Uh, Ollie is pretty awesome. <laughs> oh. I love it. So, not a narcissist, not at all. It's good. All right. Um, We're near the end of the show, and I just want to start off with, I just want to kind of bring, I want to bring the end of the show um, as the train is zipping, the sun is starting to set. Um, We will be uh, having a moment where characters are resting, and um, Ollie, the kids left you alone for a moment. You're starting to... Go ahead. But before he leaves, yes. since Ollie still doesn't feel much like wearing his hat, he'll just plop it on the kid's head. Well, Maddie, you keep an eye on this for me, all right? I'll get it back for him before we get the dog. At that, he will take the hat and he'll push it on his head and he'll walk away, like kind of happy and smiling. You go back to working on the rifle at this point in time, checking it over, and it's just, it's just a brief moment you decided to uh, kind of like rest as you're doing so it's almost like like lethargic or just uh, meditative the way checking through the rifle you're this the wind the winchester from the the father is freaking like really nice i mean he when he wasn't kidding when it's like it's from the factory you know specialized made and this um this other rifle is kind of nice it looks like it's seen a lot of wear and tear it needs a bit of cleaning as you're moving over it and uh as you're going through these rifles um Realize you've stopped for a moment and there's a pair of feet at the end of the booth that you're at with the joined chairs. It's a pair of sandaled red skin feet underneath like a leather dress with beads and uh, whatnot hanging down and and shreds of leather. And it's very decorative. And you start to look up, you're from feet up. At some point you realize you're staring at the, the, an Indian. And then you realize you're staring at the Indian shaman and he's standing at the end of the trail, at the end of the, the booth. Uh, so Chief, uh, let me see if I get his name, P- Potamwa, that that guy? Yes. Well, uh... The rest of the train Patty. is eerily quiet. You can't hear it, you can only see it moving. He holds his hand up and he points outside of the train and he says something. You're not sure of the words and I'm not going to kind of like try to hash it out because that would be rude in my opinion. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to see something interesting if I follow the direction he is pointing. So Ollie will, against his better judgment, take a look. The As you look out, the, the train is moving. The field outside is not. And you see high grass as far as the eye can see. And what looks like hundreds of dog soldiers standing in the grass, not moving. Hundreds of them. But you know it's very surreal because the train is rocking and moving, but the outside world isn't. 
Ollie's not sure what to do with this new information. Uh, he's just going to kind of reflexively, probably, he's going to try and count. Uh, you okay. know, like, yeah. and just go like, nope, that's a bad plan. But like, <laughs> he doesn't know what else to do. And he's just, yeah. All right. As, as you're trying to figure out what to do, the Indian reaches out and grabs a hold of your shoulder. And he's been shaking you. Uh, I will look back up to Chief Potomwa. It's not uh, Chief Potomwa. Instead, it seems to be that Pony Express ride. He's like, you fell asleep. You were snoring pretty loud. Doesn't look like sleeping like that's very comfortable. You might want to lay down if you're going to pass out. Oh, you'd be surprised. I slept in worse. <laughs> uh, and then Ollie will kind of look past him to be like looking outside a little bit. The sun's dropped down a lot more now. It is now almost directly in the middle part of the horizon. And the train is flying by through high, high grassy fields. Thanks for uh, waking me up though, Pony. Uh, let's, let's get our eyes back outside, I, I reckon. And he's looking like kind of clearly distracted and, and keeping an eye out. All right. Well, then we will definitely, uh, since it's time to bring the game to an end, it's seven o'clock. We did an amazing amount of, of role playing. The situational role playing was really heavy tonight. And we're gearing up for next game session where we all hope that Ali isn't going fucking nuts and seeing weird old Indians telling him that bad shit's coming. You know, we really hope that bad shit is coming so that Ollie's not crazy. You I mean, know? the good oh, we news... already know he's crazy. The good news is at least the stuff that he's likely to start taking pot shots at is outside the train. So, like, worst that'll happen, he just kind of vents a little bit. You guys are out some ammo, uh, you know. You still have that uh, 22 shots from whiskey for the, the 44? Uh, something like that. I knocked off some ammo. I think I've got, like, 16 left. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I've got a I've got a count going on my my word document. Cool, cool beans. Um, we got a chance to explore Lorraine, find out a bit more about her. We got a chance to explore the whole situation, um, and we're now at a point where we're at the end of the second day of the train ride, and tomorrow you guys will be arriving in Dodge City. Yay! The train ride will finally be over after six episodes. Uh, I'm gonna oh. give it seven because we'll be arriving <laughs> at Dodge. Yeah. I, I love how Max couldn't even keep a straight face when he said, I "Yeah, tried. no, tomorrow you guys so, get to Dodge. It'll so be great." Hard. It was so hard. You don't understand. It's so hard. Sometimes I cannot laugh on the inside. So yeah, this was a fun session. Thank you. I I always miss this when we take two weeks. Heck yeah, good to be back. Yeah, thanks for uh, being back. We greatly appreciate having you here. Your role-playing skills mesh incredibly well with this whole group. This whole group's role-playing skills are really good. Um, so as we come to the close, a um, couple of things. Let's start off with um, uh, what's going on over at Original Box Set. So I've reached out and tapped some other game masters, and I'm doing some kind of like cooperative collab construction. I'm going to be setting up a 5th edition D&D game, and uh, once we get a, a decent amount put together, uh, and it's moving along a lot faster than I expected. I've never done a collab that has somebody who writes 5,000 words a minute. Dear God. Eric Demage, if you're here, you write really fast. Oh my goodness. Um, and I'm definitely, I uh, got other people I'm collabing with as far as that goes, and we're building a world and we're going to find three, uh, three lucky players who will uh, be joining us for that 
I think three is a really nice number as far as it goes for players. Three to four. Four is pushing it. Five is too much. Just me. I don't know. I'm, I'll put that soapbox away for some other time. Uh, also in the works sometime within the month of March or February, uh, another Game Master that's here, Evans, he and I are going to have a sit-down discussion and we're going to talk about the best topic about Dungeons & Dragons, alignment. We're going to actually have like a several hours long conversation about the ins and outs of alignment, the goods and the bads. So tune in for that one because he doesn't like alignments and I do. Um, next, uh, last bit up, I have just found a role-playing game I'm really interested in. It's called Frontier. It's a space-based game, and like that's one of the things I'm doing. Uh, actually, no, the second to last, and that's probably later on this year. So if you're interested in playing a space-based game, hey, aim towards sometime after summer. I think that's when I'll have plenty of free time. In the meantime, I'm going to be hooking up with one of our audience members here, Radio, during my time in Knoxville, and he and I are gonna be hashing out some uh, short run Shadowrun games, in which I will be drawing in uh, people, do some casting calls for that, and um, the concept I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take one of the players I've played with beforehand, because I have a, a group, and then I'm gonna take a new person, and the two of them are gonna mesh together forcefully in a Shadowrun game. It's just. That's awesome. So I got some stuff. I'm going to reach out to radio and he's got some stuff. Yeah, man. I'm going to, we're going to chat while I'm up in Knoxville because I'm going to have free time in the evenings to do that because I'll be studying and I'll be stuck in a hotel room. Anyways, um, that's all that's going on on original box set side. So I'm going to toss it out to the players. I'm going to start with uh, Rusty. A uh, couple of things going on right now. As always, on the Sundays that we're not playing this game, I'm running a Song of Ice and Fire game uh, that is really starting to heat up. Uh, we left off the last episode with the promise that the Red Viper, Prince Oberyn Martell, a fan favorite, was going to be showing up. So lots of people were hyped about that. Before that, however, uh, tomorrow night, I'm a special guest star with Riot House Entertainment uh, right here on Twitch. Uh, they do the Not Your Normal Nerdcast. So I'm going to be hanging out with uh, James and Mac, who some of you might know from some other uh, Shadowcaster Network shenanigans. Uh, and we're going to be talking about attempting for like inclusive writing in the hobby and, and stuff like that. Uh, we've been tackling some pretty serious issues uh, on their podcast of late. And tomorrow will be my chance to kind of take part. Um, and then on the Shadowrun front, because I know there's a lot of overlap, and since Max mentioned Shadowrun, it's fresh in my mind. But my latest Shadowrun short fiction dropped uh, a week or two ago. So go check out Shadowrun Adversary. Uh, it's a tiny little short fiction. Uh, it's doing the enhanced fiction line. So short story and then a couple stats for things. Uh, and if it does well, uh, we've got a couple more lined up. And if they do well, I'm hoping to keep the contracts rolling in and uh, keep up a kind of steady stream of short fit. So check it out if you get a chance. And Sarah. Yeah, so um, we are less than a month away from the shoot for the Chicago Shadows trailer. So I'm getting some really cool art from uh, Red Leg Films. Um, we've got the cast in place and everyone looks super cool. Um, I, I love uh, our orc rigger. She's going to look so awesome. We've got a mask in place for a kind of cybernetic uh, fighter. Um, 
And uh, yeah, and we've got a lot more coming up with rewards. We've got our, um, all of our physical rewards are out. We just have our RPGs that we have to run. And then also um, the short fiction was just finished. So it's going through a little bit of a proofread and then we'll start dropping the short fiction that has some um, backer names um, added to it. Uh, but you'll get to hear a little bit more about our cast of characters um, that will be coming out for the pilot um, and Curie, who is in the trailer as well. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting to be gearing up for the shoot and seeing all this come together. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we're, I'm actually going to be updating Hootsuite to do all my Twitter drops uh, um, today and tomorrow for the next month. So lots of pictures, lots of um, posts, lots of engagement. So I'm crazy excited for all of this happening. It's been two years in, in the making and it's finally coming down to this month. <laughs> Very cool. James, do you have anything? I do not. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to put a link to the original box set website, which has also our social media information. You can contact us there. If you would like, this is a link to our Discord. How do I do that again? I think it's this. It might be this. Let's give that a try. This is a link to our Discord for... Um, I apologize about the screen. It's a link to our Discord. Uh, there it goes. Everything's back to normal. Ha <laughs> ha. I hate when it does that. Um, that's a link to our Discord. Pop in and say hello. Join and, and hang out. We talk about stuff. If you're interested, you can also become part of the casting call. Um, I'm running out of things to talk about. I'm handsome. <laughs> Rusty's handsome. Sarah's beautiful. James looks like a weird wolf icon. <laughs> I ran out of stuff. It is, well, it is right. good filler. We all let's, feel good about ourselves. Let's, uh, let's go watch some Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Oh, hey, Bounty. I'll deal with that after screen and stuff like that. Peace out, everybody. Have a wonderful night. There's a button around here I got to push. But we're going to say goodbye. Good night, everybody. Where's the stop button? Bye, y'all. There it is. You've been listening to another fine tale in the Alternia archives. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to our archive. So, until next time, take care of yourself, okay? Goodbye. Goodbye.